Hey everyone, welcome back to Movie Morning, where we discuss all things movies, movie-related, Marvel-related, and all of that stuff. And today, of course, I'm going to be discussing episode 8 of What If, entitled What If Ultron 1. So I'm going to be making this a bit shorter, and I'm going to be running through the episode just from the beginning, because um, I'm pretty tired of the minute. So I'm going to be, I wanted to get this out, and I wanted to break down the episode as much as I could. So I will be going through the episode. I'm not going to be going into my general thoughts or anything. I'm just going to be getting right into it go through the episode, say what I liked, what I didn't like, but I will say that overall, I did enjoy this episode a lot from the previous few episodes, and actually really liked a lot of the ideas brought up in here, and the really odd directions the story takes, I really appreciate all that stuff, so I really liked this episode, again, it wasn't my favorite episode of the show, but I really liked this, it was probably my favorite episode since, like, episode four, so I liked that the show is picking back up momentum, again, after we had a string of decent to forgettable, or just kind of episodes that just didn't work for me i'm glad that we're back to that quality we had at the beginning so i really like this episode and getting straight into it we're gonna get straight into spoilers breaking down this episode we start off and we have black widow and hawkeye fighting a bunch of ultron bots and it's kind of like disciples of ultron i guess and we actually learned that the reason that this what if scenario was created was that ultron actually managed to transfer his mind into vision's body with you know all those abilities that he tried to do in Age of Ultron, and because of this, killed all of the Avengers, which I guess would take the place of Avengers Age of Ultron. And actually, this is the fourth time in the series that Tony Stark has died, and obviously the other Avengers get killed too, with the exception of Black Widow and Hawkeye, because they're on, like, a separate mission trying to, you know, save the world, I think, if that was, if that makes sense. When they were, when the Avengers were fighting Ultron, they were off here, and Ultron basically wipes out, I guess, all of humanity, I think, is what they're implying. And Black Widow and Hawkeye, obviously, a few other people are the only ones left. And while this is happening, and once Ultron, or Ultra Vision, I should call him, because, you know, it's Ultron, come with Vision. Once he does that, he actually takes over, destroys most planets in the universe. He destroys the Sovereign and the Guardians. He kills, you know, all the Guardians when they're there. He even fights Captain Marvel, who almost stops him, but he kills her, too. And he's just decimating the universe and once he's pretty much completed his purpose he's done everything he set out to do which is pretty much save the universe i guess by destroying it he feels so alone and because of all the power he has he actually slices thanos in half to get all the infinity stones which is why he has the ability to do all this once he's done all this he you know is by himself and he's just pretty much contemplating because he's alone and when this is happening, we hear the Watcher speaking that Ultron's been able to see someone, and the Watcher doesn't realize that it's actually himself. And Ultron turns around and looks through the mirror, and pretty much that is the Watcher right there in that, you know, in like through the, through the glass and where the Watcher is, pretty much outside of all the, outside of the multiverse and the vast, you know, difference of universes that they have. And while this is happening back on Earth, obviously Black Widow and Hawkeye are the only ones left to try and take over the digital mind of Ultron and mainframe, they're going to try and get an analog, I guess, AI to help. And obviously, again, I think everyone's mind went to this when they said this, obviously, Arm- Arnim Zola from Captain America the Winter Soldier. I didn't expect him to actually go down this direction, but as soon as they started talking about AI, I was like, okay, so then this started coming back to me. But they go into this KGB facility in Russia, as they say, and in here, we actually get Black Widow picking up Red Guardian's shield, which I thought was an awesome touch to add. I would have loved to see David, Har- David Harbour, or hear David Harbour. And I actually thought they were going to bring him in while I was watching this, and I was really excited. 
but obviously that doesn't happen. And basically now, obviously all of Hawkeye's family is wiped out, so he's pretty much completely out of it. He doesn't want to fight anymore. He's extremely tired, and while he's just sitting on the floor, Black Widow takes out the case file, and he j- and she gets you know the case file of Arnim Zola, who's an analog version of an AI. So that's what what um, that's what Black Widow and Hawkeye are doing. So now they're going to be going to Siberia to try and activate this. Because obviously even Black Widow mentions that they, they've done this before at Camp Lehigh. But obviously it got destroyed when she was there with Steve Rogers back in Captain America, the Winter Soldier. And now cutting back to the Watcher and the Ultron Vision, Ultra Vision, I guess you could say, storyline. Um, pretty much the Watcher is now like extremely worried because he thinks Ultra Vision is actually like a massive threat. And if it keeps going the way it's going, he could easily decimate the entire universe. So he's rooting for Black Widow and Hawkeye to find the case file. You can even see him talking as if Black Widow and Hawkeye could hear him. Like, the case file's right there. You gotta pick it up. So that was a really nice touch. And again, I feel like every episode, aside from, like, the last two, the Watcher's been closing and cl- been getting closer and closer to intervening. Almost does there, but he doesn't do it because he treats his purpose above, you know, the everything, you know, the security of the multiverse, basically. And even Ultron questions this a bit later. And it just goes insane from here. But we get a fight between the Watcher and Ultra Vision, which is what I'm going to call him, or Vision Ultron, I don't know. But they pretty much fight through multiple realities, multiple universes. They're punching each other, and they're just going into these separate universes. And we go to, go to Earth, but then we're, tra- then we're like, he's punching him. And I think we might have been in New York City, and we're getting punched into different universes. One of them actually had a Steve, Steve Rogers as the president, I think. I don't know if that was just me who noticed that. That was a really nice touch they put in there. You could hear it on the TV screen. and But then at the end of this fight, the Watcher does indeed escape. But obviously while this is happening, Black Widow and Hawkeye are in Siberia trying to load up Arnim Zola and convince him to help them take over Ultron. And they convince Zola to do it because he's the last remaining Zola algorithm on the planet. So if, you know, he gets destroyed, which Hawkeye threatens to actually pour a drink on it to just fry it, there will be no more Zolas left. So I like that they added that in to kind of convince him. Because first, I thought it was going to be pretty difficult for me to buy a villain like Arnim Zola, who worked under the Red Skull, who was, you know, part of Hydra during World War II, to kind of just believe that he would help them. But obviously, if not, Ultra Vision is going to destroy everything. So they do convince him. And we have this, again, another action scene where we get... Hawkeye, Black Widow, and the Ultron Vision, not old, yeah, the Ultron bots fighting, and while this is happening, Hawkeye shoots an arrow into one of the, one of the bots, and then Arnim Zola's, you know, um, AI mainframe and all that takes over it, and from now, they're trying to pretty much get the signal of the prime Ultron, which is obviously the one currently fighting the Watcher, and pretty much the the, they say that the range of the signal they're trying to establish, or I guess destroy, is interstellar, which means that it's just in, it's in the entire universe. And they mentioned that Arnim Zola can't destroy or corrupt it because the only way that that would make sense is that the prime, a, a prime you know, Ultron vision body is in, or mind is in another universe. So even the characters in the story have realized this and while this is happening, Ultra Vision's fighting the Watcher, pretty much just talking him down, like, you wouldn't even intervene even to save the universe, and the episode ends on a pretty dark spot, where it's Ultra Vision 
and the Watchers escaped, but Ultra Vision now has the Mind Stones, and he's going to basically destroy the entire multiverse. I was about to say entire universes, or I guess set of universes, while Black Widow has now are going to try to just, I don't know where exactly they're going, but they're moving to get away from the Ultron bots, and I guess figure out how to disable the Ultra Vision signal from so if he's in another universe. And I guess we're going to have to wait for him to get back. I think that was the implication of the final moment to this episode but the cliffhanger because of course all these what if episodes have cliffhangers is that the watcher actually visits um or i guess recruits dr strange supreme from episode four of the series which many would consider the best episode so far but i really like this tease and actually like that they didn't reveal benedict cumberbatch's name at the beginning to try and hide this twist they're gonna put in there or at least this cliffhanger tease they were going to add in there. So this obviously ends up implying that we're probably going to get like a Guardians of the Universes or Guardians of the Multiverse or Avengers of the Multiverse. Something like that team up where like I've been theorizing, like the trailers have been hinting at the, which is the main characters of the series team up to Chala Star-Lord, Strange Supreme, Captain Carter, maybe Party Thor, and a bunch of these characters team up to fight Ultra Vision. And I guess even Gamora as Thanos, which... We still haven't seen. I don't know if that episode was the one they pushed off into episode season two, but I don't know why they'd use that in the marketing then. So I feel like it would have been kind of an odd decision to do that. But he recruits Strange Supreme, really great cliffhanger. I can't wait to see him interact with the other characters we've seen, like Party Thor, because they're such opposite episodes in terms of how their stories are portrayed, how they're, you know, one's really happy partying around, the other one's, you know, lost his love. And it's just. Again, a bunch of these different dynamics I can't wait to see in the next few episodes. So obviously they're implying that these characters are going to help Black Widow back on Earth, try to find the signal, or I guess get the Ultron bot across to the universe that Ultra Vision's on, and I guess disable him from there. And I guess that that's where this episode closes off, and obviously what it's implying going into the final episode. So that does come into the, the end of my breakdown, you know, recap of the episode. And overall, really like this one. It wasn't my favorite, but I really enjoyed it. I like the, the post-apocalyptic nature. I loved a lot of the twists and surprises they threw in there. The animation was absolutely fantastic. By far, one of the most versatile episodes we've had so far. And I really appreciated that. And I hope you guys did enjoy this mini breakdown of this episode and my thoughts on it. Come back in a few days, and I'll finally have my review out for free, guys. So come back for that. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.